how would you describe the relationship you have with yourself? Do you even have a relationship with yourself? Don't stress. On this episode, we'll cover that and much more. Welcome to yet another episode of Crazy Cruising. Today I got the opportunity to have my first guest. Woohoo! Yay, I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, so trying to explain who this person is is kind of hard. He wears so many hats. He has literally very many names. I think I've met like three people who describe you differently. So please do us the honor of explaining yourself to the people. Give a brief introduction of who you are and what you do. Uh... I am a six foot tall videographer. Mm-hmm. Amen. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> you said a brief description, yeah. Okay, so first of the people, your name. Oh, ah, you said description. So anyway, my name is Radido Harold. I do cinematography, videography, but right now what I'm basing myself on is I am a content creator. Uh, basically, I handle both audio and visual. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Based in Nairobi, soon global. I, I want to be a nomad. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I promised in my last episode, I do a follow up. So this is basically it. On the last episode, I gave you a kind of like a story, a like a rundown of my relationship with myself. But I did promise to get a few people, different voices to talk about the relationship that they do have with themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I want just to kind of like understand the relationship you have with yourself. So just start by asking, mm-hmm. how would you describe the relationship you have with yourself? Uh, of late, it's becoming more and more, it's becoming more and more meaningful because mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time trying to find myself. But then again, I took time off from that to better myself because those are two different things so before I even found myself I started bettering myself then I found myself after is that even healthy how does that work how do you better something you don't even have in the first place uh, that's the thing um, you see ever since I was a kid mm-hmm. I used to be the camera person for people like I always would be like family holidays. I have those tapes and CDs yeah. whereby we'd go to Mombasa and I'd be screaming, but you'd never hear my, you'd never see me. Yeah. You'd only hear my like voice like, hey, Papa, no go to Papa, you know. Yeah. But now I didn't know that was something I actually like doing. Mm-hmm. I, I like being behind the camera. Not that I don't like being in front, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not that of a priority to me. So, yeah, over the days, uh, <laughs> sorry, over the days, I developed that as a skill, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was a skill. Have you ever seen, like, your friend needs something to be done and you just step up and do it? Yeah. Then slowly I transitioned into sound. Okay. I started from, like, recording my friends on tapes and funny things and uh, what are they called the early phones mm-hmm. so that's how I began with sound 
it was just recording people. I did not have an intention to become a producer. Mm-hmm. But then from there, they wanted to go to studios and become celebrities. So I learned how to become a producer for their purpose. Mm-hmm. Then I learned rapping by hanging around them. So basically, I've been building a side of me that I didn't know I was building. Mm-hmm. All this time, my purpose in life is always to help people. So by helping people, I came to realize later on, that's like literally last year or something, mm-hmm. that by helping people, I'm acquiring skills mm-hmm. that can help more people and myself as well. Mm-hmm. So I paused on searching myself. Mm-hmm. I decided to concentrate on this skill. Mm-hmm. So this time videography. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so now I've found myself, I've found my footing, like what I'd really like to do, mm-hmm. which is the content creation, because mm-hmm. videography is large. You could do weddings, music videos, you could do all those. Mm-hmm. I want to be a content creator for uh, corporate companies. So now that I've found that out, now I want to now create that relationship relationship with myself. Mm. For example, Sundays nowadays, uh, even my friend can tell you. Sundays I book nothing. I literally avoid as much as possible to do anything. Sundays. Yeah, like even if I have to, mm-hmm. I only leave the house to go to the shops or maybe just to do small things, small errands. Mm, okay. Yeah, so Sunday is. So, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, what would you say triggered you to kind of like focus on finding you and bettering you? Um, basically, uh, value. I came to realize I value myself more than people value me. Because mm-hmm. when I'd help people, they wouldn't see uh, the importance of what I'm doing. Oh, They'd yeah. always see me as their friend trying to help their career. Yeah. not as a professional yeah so by the time I'm becoming a professional they still see their friend they don't see the professional mm. so I decided um, yeah I don't want to curse on your show but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I am going to work on thyself mm-hmm. and see if if I value myself other people will value me which actually worked I started booking gigs which I wouldn't even think of booking to be honest Wow! like people would just show up like hey so you do this and this yeah like yeah we tried or whatever like come do this for me yeah and I didn't have much of a portfolio to go by mm-hmm. so yeah I just decided if other people who are strangers believe in what I'm doing mm-hmm then maybe I should believe a lot more in myself. Hmm. So, yeah, I've been wronging myself, you know, by being my worst critic, not critique. Critic. I've been my worst critic. Mm, Now that leads me to a very, I think, a very important question. Mm -hmm. How has that affected your relationships with your friends, your colleagues, the people you work with? How has that really affected your life? Uh, it's more, it, it's more silent now, <laughs> if <laughs> I may say. 
the serious ones will always like maintain their contact and will if they need your services they will always get back to you yeah but you will come to realize when you begin the self relationship cycle mm -hmm. that's when you come to realize that a huge portion of whoever was in your circle mm -hmm. was just there for pause and you know the glamour and the nice the niceness of it yeah. they might be there when you're crying yeah. you know yeah. like you could you could lose a loved one and peop everyone would be there you know people yeah. would support you mm -hmm. but now when you are in need of something that needs them then they find it like they 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 don't see the value of that connection yeah. you get because yeah. when you lose someone people just empathize yeah. but no one can empathize with a business True. so when you open a business no one has empathy for you yeah. you know yeah. your friend won't stop buying uh, whatever bottle of whiskey or vodka to support you to come and pay for your photography yeah. you get yeah. but someone out there needs photography mm -hmm. and the worst thing is most of your friends won't even bother with your adverts I'm not saying friends don't I'm just saying most most of them don't yeah, yeah. so uh, you see that all that funnels down to the same same concept that if you value yourself more mm -hmm. you lose the people who don't value you you create stronger bonds with the people who value a shred of what you're doing they don't have to value everything yeah but they see the importance of what you're doing mm -hmm. and that actually makes you now gain better connections connections of people who actually see you for the person you know you are so um what kind of what like steps do you use to maintain that relationship with yourself and keep yourself on track mm -hmm. because you know for some people they have self care mondays mm -hmm. there are people who write down their thoughts there are people who do different things what is it for you uh me mine has been a series of things it's never been constant per se mm -hmm. uh the first one i started was dieting wow yeah, because <laughs> I was a foodie. You'd ask anyone who's known me for more than like two years. Trust okay. me, I was that person who cared about food the most. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, one of my wake-up calls about food was when I was living with my family. I used to be in a family situationship. <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, a family is a situation. No, no, no. I, it was a relationship, but <laughs> it didn't work out. I used to live with my first son mm -hmm. and wifey. And I remember there was a time I used to not earn enough. So I would sacrifice a lot, including me sleeping without food so that they could eat. That was my first wake-up call. I was like, okay. Because mm -hmm. you sleep hungry, you still have to wake up and go to work. Mm -hmm. You go to an office, it's full of people who are well off, and you still have to perform the same as them. Yeah. And working at that level, mm -hmm. at that um, type of dedication, mm -hmm. literally made me get a raise three times faster than everyone in the office. Wow. And that was the first time I got a wake-up call, like, 
you need to put aside whatever you think is important. You know. Is that really a wake up call? Yes, it was. Really? Okay, I the way I see it, uh -huh. that's like the first step in a very bad direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me it, it was a wake up call because when I went to the to that place, the mm -hmm. place I used to work at Pride Inn, mm -hmm. uh, I was the second youngest. Mm -hmm. uh, the other younger person was my friend. Don't want to mention his name, but he, he knows himself. He loves fun too much. Okay. So <laughs> he would actually make me look nice because oh. he was too much. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I used to work triple time. I'd leave the office at like 1, 11 a.m., and be at the office by 6 a.m. So with that, the boss was like, hey, you leave here late. Maybe use one of the cars, you know, and that's how you get a car. And then you talk to the drivers a lot. Okay, here's money for airtime. You know, like yeah. slowly by slowly to the point that, you know what, okay, you're now the assistant manager. Yeah. Evo too, like in a span of six months, mm -hmm. I did what people who are in the company for like eight years couldn't do. Wow. That that was now my wake up call. Like I've never had that kind of action in my life because uh -huh. I'm used to helping people, and this time I just decided to do my job. Yeah. So I did my job, sacrificed all the things I sacrificed, and it it paid off. Mm -hmm. But now, yes, as you said, it was a wrong direction. As much as the wake up call was there, mm -hmm. it it just showed me that I am succeeding in something that I don't want to be in. Wow. Like the being the operations assistant manager and all that. Yeah. So I just left. That's the one thing people don't know. I just quit left. your job. Yeah. Wow. I just went cuz there was a general manager I never I, we went at loggerheads with. So I was just like, yo, you know what? Sayonara. And yeah. After all that, I just went back down to the lowest of lows mm -hmm. I started my career in sound again and in six months again I was earning double the salary I was adding before Wow! because of same dedication I used to go to a studio in Parklands mm -hmm. and I would do the same same thing because now see I have that wake up call for the office yeah. I decided to put the same same uh, work ethic on sound and I won't lie, I wasn't anywhere near good at sound. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't anywhere near good. I was a beat maker. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's people who play instruments and there's people who finalize the song. Okay. Let me say that. Okay. So I wasn't good at the finalization. The mm -hmm. finalization I learned on the fly because... Mm -hmm. You go there, you meet like big people, and it was a, it was actually a Pan African studio mm. where like Pan African artists would drop in, and you you have to ignore being starstruck, and work. <laughs> like one time, Ice Prince was there. Oof. Yeah, and okay, I wasn't in the office. Mm -hmm. I came in when he had left, mm -hmm. but I had to like act like I'm with it, you know. Yeah. Because all the other people are there, the Kagwe's and Mudoni uh, Drama Queen was there, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to act level, you know? Yeah. So I don't know how to produce, remember? Yeah. But I'm with people who expect you to know how to do this. Yeah. 
So yeah, I would literally spend 72 plus hours in there. And I guess that's among the things that <laughs> kind of strained my relationship, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. But from that, mm -hmm. I also, again, lost my path. Because I forgot I'm supposed to be learning this. To the point that when I started knowing it, I became arrogant. Wow. I became producing for people for, for the glitz, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. But... So that's been my journey. It's been more of I help myself, I learn, and then I bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So back to what do you really do to maintain a relationship with yourself? Now we've understood your wake-up calls. What, how do you do it? Like, what do you do? Uh, currently, mm -hmm. before I used to just play video games and do random things. Mm -hmm. But currently, what I do is I meditate, I diet, I talk to myself, actually. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have soliloquies and monologues. Mm -hmm. They're not long. It's not like I have full conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. I just, let's say I'm cutting a lemon. Mm -hmm. I will actually talk to myself like do you really have to use this full lemon right now wow okay <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. it's a, it's a it it sounds like a normal thing but it's actually philosophical mm -hmm. so i i micromanage my thoughts mm -hmm. but i do not stress over them mm -hmm. you get mm -hmm. and then also i came to understand how to maintain not control maintain my emotions control is a bit more difficult for me right now. So when I'm angered, mm -hmm. I don't try to lose the anger. Mm. I just embrace it. Mm. When I'm sad, I came to learn, just cry. Mm. The more you try to like be like, you know that more no many yeah, thing. Yeah. Nah. It doesn't work. I, I want to cry, I cry. Yeah. So, yeah, I just accept myself, talk to myself, and if I can stand myself, mm -hmm. then I can be a better self. That's powerful. That is powerful. Do you think you are now in a much better space? Um, I'd, I'd say I'm 75. So the 75% mm -hmm. basically is the experience. Mm -hmm. Now the 15% is the implementation. What advice would you give people when it comes to seeking out a relationship with themselves is it really important should should it be something you strive to perfect or to pay attention to mm -hmm. yeah so i'd say yeah having a relationship with yourself is really important whether you're religious superstitious or atheist or I don't know, whatever you are, monotheist, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever you believe in, mm -hmm. you first need to believe in yourself because whatever performance you're going to give, even if it's worshipping God, mm -hmm. your deity, mm -hmm. you can't worship God the best if you don't believe you, you are worth that specific task. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
It's like the story of Cain and, Cain and Abel. Abel. Uh, Cain didn't really believe in the whole sacrifice thing. He didn't believe like his sacrifice was worth anything. Mm-hmm. Abel, in the, on the other hand, would feel the guilt of a bad sacrifice, yeah? Yeah. So if it's a relationship with yourself, if you don't feel guilty when you wrong yourself, it means you do not know yourself, which is something will affect you in the long run with your relationships, with your connections, with your actions. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't agree with yourself, mm-hmm. you'll find yourself fighting with your intentions and interactions. So, yeah, it's actually an important thing. Mm-hmm. It's made me more aware of my relationships. Mm. As I told you, like people I connect with nowadays, I connect with, I can connect with people in seconds. And I'll know like, okay, this is a friend. Yeah. Or I can connect with someone for, I don't know, it could even be like 10 days after talking and then be like, ah, yeah, I could date this one. You know, yeah. So it it just heightens you to a level that you need to be if you want to uh, escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is just beautiful. <laughs> For lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that was amazing, powerful conversation. We're cruising through life. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being my first guest. Yay. No. Your first guest was yourself. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> end of relationship with myself. <laughs> That's the end of it. Yeah. yeah. So like thank pow. you. Yeah. Thank you for being the first different voice on the podcast. Yay. Amen. So, guys, that's it. That's it. That's the end of this episode. See you next week. Don't forget to share. Send me messages. Tell me how you work out the relationship with yourself, what you've learned, and yeah. Love you guys. Love and light. Bye. Bye.